Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Don't tell me! everyone and welcome to another episode of hit the books the only weekly smackdown live booking podcast hosted by us i am ryan nightseam with me as always is mikey dead man freddy walking mikey how's it going i think we used that one already god damn it i knew we used it dang I'm, it I'm, I'm pretty sure i've heard that one before dang it i wasn't sure if i used it oh man I wasn't sure if I used it or not. I I was like, I don't think I did. Quick, hit me with a new one on the fly. Um, um, uh, one the fans uh, haven't heard okay. before. My, uh, Mikey, key to the city, man, Freddy nailed it. <laughs> it wasn't as good as some <laughs> previous ones, but I'll I'll give you a break because it was it was kind of on the fly. Mikey to the what was it? <laughs> Mikey, was it Mikey to the city? city. Mikey to the city, man, (laughs) Freddy? I don't know. That one's pretty good, especially for it being on the fly. Yeah. All right, all right. You know what? I think it's the best one I've ever ever done. Debatable. Okay, well, anyways. (laughs) The last one was very good. Which was, uh, the last one was Dragon Ball Z? (laughs) Dragon Ball Man Frenzy. I don't know if that one was good, but... <laughs> uh, I believe we have literally recorded that you said it's your best one yet, so... No, that's fair. Um, okay, well, how's it going, Mikey? Pretty good. We are recording very early, and yes. I am working very hard to keep this energy up. <laughs> yes. Um, my energy is always up, and like I like, like you know, Mikey, to keep <laughs> my energy up... What I gotta do is put my arms in the air and essentially and be em. one of Bailey's inflatable men. Get the wacky inflatable flailing tube men arms. Yeah, that's how I get my energy up, folks. That I just put my hands in the air and just wave them like I do care. <laughs> wave them like I hug Bailey. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's how I get all my energy for the day, for the entire episode. Okay, well... Let's hit into that pre-show because I'm certain there's a lot of things we could talk about, and I haven't like nailed down specifically what we should mm-hmm. because there's a lot to talk about. I just I just want to say, okay, from the beginning, I'm not yes. sure if I said it live on this podcast before or if I said it 
No, no, this this happened after the preview episode, so I probably definitely said it on the podcast. I knew Johnny Gargano attacked Aleister Black. I freaking knew it from the jump. I've been saying it since the night of the attack, and nobody believed me. I mean, I, who would have guessed it? Who would have thunk it? I guess you would have guessed it, technically. <laughs> I knew it because he wanted Champa all to himself. I knew he attacked. I knew he attacked Black because he wanted Champa all to himself. He didn't want it to be a triple threat. He wanted to take out Champa on his own. It makes sense. It makes sense. The irony of it all is that maybe if Black was there, he could have won it. Exactly, and and he and Gargano wouldn't have been the one to end Champa if that happened. You know, he needed that glory all to himself. He wanted Tommaso Champa to fall by his hand. Exactly. Uh, do you think we're gonna get a heel DIY? Ooh, that would be sick. Actually, if they came back and it was like this dark timeline Gargano, and they got heel DIY. Oh, that would be awesome. It's. I don't. I don't know if they'll ever go for like the, the tag titles or anything, but. A heel DIY weird reunion. I did see a tweet from um, Champa saying that he was very proud of Gargano. Yeah, so I don't know. Which is kind it's... of buck wild after what they've gone through, like as enemies. That he's like now kind of turned around and he's like, "Huh, good one, nice move, Gargano. I'm proud of you." And that's like, "Huh, interesting." I don't remember like. The last time where, in WWE, where we've had a superstar go from a lovable babyface and not say, like, we've had plenty of people flip that switch and then become evil. Big show about 9,700 times. Of course. But I don't know if we've ever had someone that's, what what am I trying to say, like, slowly, like, we see them devolve over the course of a year. Instead of it being like a just like a quick like, oh, I attacked the baby face after a match. Now, now I'm heel. Yeah, it's like this this slow burn almost of Gargano just slowly like losing losing it and becoming this this villain. I don't remember when the last time this ever happened, um, or if that's ever happened. Because, <laughs> and I like the story his gear told as well. Like he went from Captain America, which is like. The epitome of like baby faces in the like Marvel universe, I guess. Mm-hmm. To Spider Man, to Spider Man with uh, the symbiote with like Venom taking over, and now he's just wearing all black. Wow! Right in time for the movie Venom to hit the theaters. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying Good there's promotion. cross. I'm not saying there's cross promotion going on, but Mer- but WWE loves their money. Yeah, but just just the way his gear also like his gear and what he's wearing is also telling the story of how he's kind of devolving into this 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 villain, I guess, is pretty sweet. Well, not to say like I guess anything about it, but uh if if we're look, looking at with like the symbiote eyes, then the nice thing about that is that it's a symbiote I'm look. I'm looking way too deep into this, but it, it's a symbiote that's just on the outside. The inside of that symbiote was always still Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always the good guy still underneath. Johnny, yeah, Johnny Wrestling is still in there. Is what you're saying? Mm-hmm. It just takes someone to bring it out. And who I don't that's think that's, that's far fetched at all. And I, I think that's. I think that's probably what they're gonna go for. I think they're gonna have heel Gargano for a while, a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then bring him back. Uh, I'm just wondering if we're going to have uh, heel Gargano as uh, champion. Uh, well, or is yeah, he... that's, that could go either way, I guess. Or are they going to bring him back and then make him champion? Like, you know, like, is, like, someone going to bring him back to Johnny Wrestling, like, for real this time? Unlike last time where it was, like, almost kind of. Um, is somebody going to bring him back from the brink for real? Because I feel like at this point there's really no turning back. And if somebody brings him back, I think he needs to beat Champa, who is has been and has proven to be his ultimate demon. Um and he wins uh, he wins the ta- the championship as this like revitalized Johnny Wrestling like brand new Johnny Wrestling. Mhm. And the question is who would then bring him back? I feel like the obvious answer is his wife. Yeah. Candice LeRae. Um I would love a I love a curveball where like the person that brings him back to the good side is like Matt Riddle. Al- is Alistair Black? That would be a fucking curveball. <laughs> no, like his theme song was, says, "No man is ever truly good. No man is ever truly evil." I was hoping Matt Riddle would just be like, "Man, your footwear is wrong. Wear sandals." Uh, and then he uh, wears sandals, and all of a sudden he's back. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping that would be the case, but Alistair Black. Ooh, Johnny Gargano wrestles barefoot, and that's how he comes back to Johnny Wrestling. The guy who's Matt, Matt, Alistair Black would be insane. The guy whose theme song is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. helps bring someone back to the good side. Ooh, but but angry Alistair Black was so good on NXT. I know. Terrifying. He was just kicking the shit out of every... Oh my god, it was so sick. What was... sold me was when Lars Sullivan was getting to the ring and he was just like, nope, and just kicked, the, just kicked his head off. What a, a moment... Like, I was watching that clip and it was just like, what a moment of sheer like storyline crossover where you had in the ring like four different storylines happening all at once Mm -hmm. yeah like that was buck wild honestly yeah like that is the like if you're looking for story good storylines just look no further than nxt or this podcast yeah Um, we're here for that we're we're here for the storylines for for the main roster being good um gosh dang nxt uh Um, also if we're we're talking heel turns real quick before we start the show sorry um dean ambrose goddamn god damn the night of all nights to do the dean ambrose heel turn they they took it and ran with it so well as much as i hate saying it because it's a very personal issue but I feel like they definitely had to talk to Roman about it first before this happened. But this is going to get Dean nuclear heat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I guess that's what they want. I'm assuming, of course, that's what they want. Uh, oh, definitely. They, they definitely want the, the sort of heat build up on him. Um, what's going to happen with the tag titles? Are they going to, like, defend it hating each other? Like, what's the deal there? <laughs> that's my favorite part about this whole storyline, is that they're, they're, we've had a, I guess, a breakup while they're the tag team champions. Like, they just won the championships. What are they going to do? <laughs> Looking at it, like, character-wise, I don't see them, like, having a match next week and losing it sort of thing. Like... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. This whole sort of like breakup kind of 
was built around this idea that like Dean didn't have a belt and, and it, Seth and had was... Intercontinental, Roman had the Universal. Yeah. Now that he has the tag team titles, does he want to lose them? Probably not. Seth is a workhorse. Will he want to lose them? I thought it was more of a story of that Seth valued titles more than he valued like the Shield and their friendship. So that so Dean was never really able to trust him again because all he wanted was like the tag titles. And now that they got them, Dean is like, "All right, you got what you wanted now, right?" So like, bye. That is totally possible. I mean, it all depends what Dean does in the weird sort of promo next week or yesterday. Yeah. Oh my god, that promo is going to be, or that promo was, uh, probably <laughs> awesome. Working in future past tense is tough. It is very. Um, speaking of that whole Raw scene, we should probably talk about what we're going to do over here on Hit the Books. So, yes, Roman Reigns has uh, leukemia, uh, a a disease that he's been suffering for years. Uh, It's revealed that it's back in him, and he has relinquished the Universal title. A terrible thing that has happened, like, legitimately terrible. Like, I can't imagine... I, I, you mentioned that he certainly probably told Seth and Dean. But I did some research, and it looks like the only people that knew were like two writers: Vince McMahon, Triple H, talent relations guy, and the TV guy. What's his? I forgot the TV guy's name. I was, I, uh, I was talking where he probably they they probably talked with Roman like over the like when when he told them or like when he announced it, they probably like, hey Roman, you know what we should do tonight. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think it was like, what did, what did I read? It was like, Roman told them, it was like, yeah, when I'm done with my promo, uh, go out go out and meet me out, out the ramp. Uh, seeing, honestly, seeing Seth and Dean's reactions was what killed me the most. Yeah. That was, like, actually heartbreaking. Like, I almost had to shut off Raw because I was just, like, oh, I was almost crying, like, actually. It was a real moment. Just, yeah, it really was. It was it was very, very real. Like, from Roman saying his name is Joe and Seth's genuine reaction of just pure, like, just sadness and, like, Dean trying to hold it together. But you can tell, like, he was really hurting inside because like if you just looked at if you just looked at his eyes you can tell there was just so much pain mm-hmm. it was it was rough it was rough to watch it was certainly yeah. rough to watch um i don't have a ter- <laughs> I don't have a great transition out of this but um at least for us mikey uh we have got to pick a new universal champion yeah for our podcast, uh, because I assume that we're going to let that happen in real life, that real life thing happen in our show. Like, yeah, we that, can't, that, that's, that, that's not something we can just ignore. Yeah, which means it's obviously that title is now going to be vacant and up for grabs at, between Braun Strowman or Brock Lenzer at Parts Unknown of Crown Jewel. Uh, I believe that's when is when is Crown Jewel and why is it still happening? But when is, when is okay? It? One, who gives a shit? Because it's probably gonna be garbage. <laughs> I mean, 
mean, I mean, Roman's not there. Samoa Joe's not there. John Cena's not there. Dan Two. Bryan's probably not going to be there. Why focus on Crown Jewel when freaking Evolution is coming up? Because WWE's bad at their job. Um, that is November second, so next, literally next week at time of recording. So this Friday, at release date, this Friday is Crown Jewel, and this Sunday is Evolution. Such a weird two events to be right next to each other, right? Oh, that's what that's what came. I remember seeing all that like suspectory. That's not a word. Reading about all that stuff, that was like the all men's pay per view and the all women's pay per view are really right next to each other. Yeah, kind of kind of sucks all the all the the history, quote unquote, you're making with this women's pay per view, huh? Especially when the build of it was like terrible compared to the all men's pay per view. Maybe a segment, a show. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't as good as it could have been. The only now, good, the only good build was Becky Charlotte. Yeah, but SmackDown Live is great, and they all know how to do their job. Exactly. In WWE's defense, your men's roster takes up, let's say, seventy-five percent of your show, and your female roster takes up like twenty-five percent. Like, but still, we we couldn't have like one show where we had like good women's matches and like a like like we could have put the men in too but like let them have the back seat for once like there's the there's this pay-per-view coming up that's only for the women let the build happen let the men sit back for one night i'm sure they'll be fucking fine yeah they let the build happen for two three matches they even comp- and like took one, one... Ra- and like one random like uh brawl in the middle of the ring with a bunch of people. Yeah, and they were just like, and then we'll make a battle royal that, like, serves everyone else's needs. I, I like, I hate battle royals, because it's just like, oh, we need to use these people, just just go here. Bye. I don't know how long this pay-per-view <laughs> even's gonna be. We have it's... four matches, I believe. The NXT title, the Raw Women's, the SmackDown title... Um, but that should be the best match of the night, hopefully. I'm thinking um, that honestly, I'm thinking um I'm thinking Sane and Baszler might steal the show. They have something to prove as NXT champions, as yeah. NXT people. Um, I'm gonna say they're Raw. they're on a they're on a big pay per view with big with the playing with the big boys now, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's I think they're gonna I think they might they might be they might steal the show. I don't know if it's gonna be a match of the night, but it's probably gonna be very good and I'm very excited to see that match. Our matches include NXT, Raw, SmackDown, the special tag match of Trish and Lita versus Alexa Bliss and Mickey, the NXT title. Well, not Alexa Bliss. Not Alexa Bliss anymore. Oh, did it officially change? Is that confirmed? Yeah, she's she's injured, and Alicia Fox is taking her place. Is that confirmed? Confirmed? Let me let me double check that. I I'm pretty sure it's confirmed. Confirmed. That would be wild. That would be wild. And if it and if it is confirmed, confirmed, it just kind of sucks because it makes that match a lot less watchable, I guess. Because Alicia Fox is good. Don't get me wrong; she's very, very good. But she doesn't have the heat that uh, Alexa had going into the match. Yes. You know, they like like she has no heat on her for this feud. Like she's coming into this feud basically fresh. <laughs> um. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. 
According to according to this, Alexa Bliss is still there. Really? Yeah. I heard that she was not anymore. Weird. Interesting. Um, so we have so far the Raw Women's Ronda, Nikki, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte, Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler, uh, the May Young Classic Tournament Final Match. With that should be a barn burner of a match. That's gonna be good. Io Shirai and Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Trish and Lita versus Bliss and James. Assuming Bliss is still there. The mm. weird six-man tag of Banks, Bailey, and Natalia versus the Riot Squad. I'm honestly rooting for the Riot Squad. Is that bad? No. Why? Why are you rooting for? I'm, the I'm Riot rooting Squad? for the heels. I love. I love the Riot Squad. That makes sense. That makes sense with your aesthetic and and feel. I just. I just think they're good. I just think they're workhorses and they're great together. They do great work, and I think they're just criminally underrated, honestly. And like in the WWE's eyes, they're just criminally underrated. I think, I think Ruby Riot has definitely the potential to be the Raw Women's Champion. And completely agree. You can quote me on you can you can quote me on that. Completely agree. Uh, and of course, God, I would love to see the Riot Squad like take over, like like if they ever introduce the women's tag titles, just like have Riot Squad be like the undisputed era of WWE. Now let's talk about that, Mikey. There was a lot of rumors going around. These women's tag titles have been a rumor for years now, and every every once in a while, there's it comes back up. Evolution seemed like the perfect time to unveil them. It looks like it's not gonna happen whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, e- even though we have there's, like, there's one tag match currently, and that's it, and it's not even like two stables you know it's like two it's just like four people who were all just put together like i guess mickey and i guess mickey and alexa if it is alexa but like trish and lita aren't gonna win the titles they're not gonna be around that long they're not full-time again you know yep um what so i don't know what's like they could have like that's an easy build to put hype onto the thing it's unveiled tag titles Uh, i don't know why not to also, there was a match that was supposed to happen that is no that is not happening. What was that? According to the tapings of NXT UK, so this has not yet been released onto TV because it the TV got released late, I guess. Mm. Um there is supposed to be the NXT UK Women's Championship match. Between the champion oh. and a challenger. Who's the champion currently? Um, not, re- not yet revealed yet on TV. Oh, neat. Okay, I see why they can't have that match then. Yeah, it's supposed. To, they're supposed to have a tournament. Um, mm-hmm. and then I believe it was they have a tournament real quick, and then it's, it happens, and then there's a match at, at, whatever at Evolution. That's not happening. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know how long this pay-per-view is going to... My concern is the length of this pay-per-view. Is like, is this going to be a seven-hour ordeal, or is this going to be three because we have, like, five matches? I think it's going to be more along the lines of three. Yeah. Like, is there a pre-show? Is someone going to be... Is there a pre-show, and is someone going to be on it? And that's upsetting. I don't know. Pro- I would ho- I would really hope not. I hope they just go right into it. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, speaking of getting right right into it, let's get right into our show. Right. Yeah. Let's let's start off by picking a new. Let's hit those books. Let's hit. Let's the- start off. <laughs> <laughs> forgot. Almost forgot to say that. <laughs> I just love it. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, hit the books. 
<laughs> okay. Let's hit those books. Let's hit And let's start books. off by picking a new Universal Champion. Okay. Um, I gotta find my raw roster write-up. So I, think I, can... we need to, I think we should take the top five people on Raw and then randomize those instead of just randomizing the entire roster. You're telling me that... En- I was saying that because then we could end up like Kurt Hawkins, the Universal Champion. I like how when I was about to say something that was like, oh, you're telling me that we wouldn't, we shouldn't have this person, I was also going to say Kurt Hawkins. I was like, you mean well, you don't want Kurt Hawkins as... Is the uh, whatever, whatever the okay. universal champion? Who would? I mean, I would. That'd be great. Imagine. Maybe it'd be great. Kurt Hawkins in her. Who? Who's view? Is that Kurt Hawkins? Just in the middle of the the Braun Brock match. <laughs> he has like a briefcase on it with crayon. He wrote money in the bank. Okay, so determining who the top five people are on this roster is going to be a tough one. Um, I'll I'll just run down and hit you with some. Potential. Potential names. Okay. Um, let's see. Who we got? Who we got? Who we got? Actually, let me, no, let me stop doing this. Um, we have potential people as, as raw, raw champions. Brock mm. Lenzer. Yep. Sorry about that. Um, mm, Dean Ambrose. I'd say yes. Uh not Sami Zayn. He's he was definitely injured before this show started. Yep. Um Braun Strowman. Yep. Um Randy Orton. Sure, I can see it. Um not going to be Bobby Lashley cuz he's already on the Survivor Series team. Mhm. Samoa Joe. Yes. Um do you picture a thing where Baron Corbin's in there? Um, I mean, he probably inserted himself in it. You know, like he probably like found a way. Like if he, like uh, if if he did get randomly picked, I'm sure we could find a way to just be like, yeah, he was GM and he made it happen. You know? Yes. Um, Bobby Roode. Mm. I, don't, I don't think so. Um, who else we got? Jeff Hardy. Uh, I don't know because he's, well, he's, he's our, the intercontinental. That was like, he's already champion, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ginger Mahal. No. But it, I, he has been. I guess he has been WWE champion before. Um. But I don't know. Just recently, his build hasn't been. Uh, I'm thinking like real life builds and like who could actually possibly like step up. Um. And Jinder Mahal isn't screaming to me. Yeah, I, I, I'm including Jinder Mahal simply because Baron Corbin's in there. Okay. I think, honestly, I don't know why. I feel like Mahal has a better shot than Corbin. That's fair. Um, uh, Almas. Oh, that would be sick. I'll, I, I think it's a stretch, but I think there's a ch- chance that it could be him. Uh, and yeah, besides could, yeah, that, I don't know list. if anyone, anyone else would be in there. Uh, me neither. I think we should just go with that. 
Okay, then let's go with that then. I'm going to refresh this page and we'll find out who the universal champion of Raw is. I hope it's what not a big Brock. thing for the randomizer to decide, huh? Oh yeah. I really hope it's not Brock cuz if it's Brock I'm going to explode. Okay. 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 Interesting. Who do we got? Dean Ambrose. Ooh, the Lunatic Fringe is the Universal Champion. Dean Ambrose is the new Universal Champion of Raw, taking up his fellow S.H.I.E.L.D. member's position. Interesting. Interesting. So now we have AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose. AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose. God, now I wish Seth Rollins won that. Part of yes, part of it I agree is that imagine if it was Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose, that could have been a great match. Oh, that but it's so good. Have, has there ever been AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose? I don't think. So. Uh, probably. Actually, didn't they have a feud on SmackDown a couple like a few years ago? Oh yes, they have. So this is an old rivalry. Mm-hmm. Not as hot as a Seth Rollins Dean Ambrose could have been, but we know that they've had good matches. Hmm. Um, so it definitely won't disappoint, hopefully. Okay, well, besides all that, let let me talk about what happened last week on our show, on our SmackDown 1001 episode. <laughs> Hashtag episode 1001. Yeah. We open up our show with Becky Lynch celebrating as the new SmackDown Live Women's Champion, doing a champion celebration. Uh, but who interrupts her? None other than the Raw Women's Champion, Ronda Rousey. The two have an intense stare down. Um, mm-hmm. On the excitometer, this earned a four out of four. Yeah. And on the on the booking meter, this earned a three point five. So actually goes down a little bit, which is interesting. Still not too bad though. Still not too bad. Uh, I like how the inc- inclusion of Ronda Rousey goes down half a point. <laughs> Um, but it, it still still stayed pretty good. Um, next writes up, writes down Ronda, not draw. <laughs> uh, next up, English and Elias face two local jobbers. Uh, very simple match. Uh, excite your meter gets a two out of four, um, and the booking meter gets a two out of four as well. Mm. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. It's no one's local. ever really excited for a, a jobber match. <laughs> yeah. Um, next up in a non-title match, Rey Mysterio versus Sin Cara. Um, following the match, the two show ver- a lot of respect for each other with Sin Cara essentially raising Rey Mysterio's hand um, in a very lucha-friendly competition. Uh, Excitometer gets us a 3.5 out of 4, and the booking meter was a, sp- is a split between 1 and 3, so I guess a 2. Huh. Interesting. That's very interesting. I wonder why people. I wonder why people were excited for a good lucha match, and then they got a good lucha match and didn't like it. Maybe they were hoping. So, I don't know. Someone hoping hoping someone like Sin Cara turns heel. Maybe the idea that like maybe they maybe people think like, oh, we're gonna go with a Rey Mysterio Sin Cara uh, storyline. I mean, we could. I mean, yeah, we certainly could. Um, but yeah, uh, goes from a three point five. To a two, the big old drop. 
Um, next up, Yikes. the Bars Open Challenge for SmackDown Live Tag Team Championship. Who answered it? None other than Sanity. Um, during that match, however, Kyle Riley and Bobby Fish of Undisputed Era come down to the ring, sit on the end of the entrance ramp in some steel chairs, and just watch the match and talk shit on everyone. And following the match, the two teams talk shit to each other even more, the Bar and the Undisputed Era. A lot of shit talking happening. Um, Excitrometer, this earned a three. And because of our botch ending, um, the booking meter, instead of getting a three, earns a two. Damn. So they went down. I forgot from, about that, honestly. They went down from a three to a two. How dare they screw up? Hey, man, it happens. It happens. Bad communication, I guess. Mm hmm. Backstage segment, AJ Styles is seen watching the bars match on a back screen, backstage monitor. Uh, he then gets interviewed and comments on the fact that Undisputed Era jumped him and Rollins last week. Um, he doesn't know whatever they're going to do. He's seen similar stuff like this before. He's not excited about it. And who jumps him right now? None other than Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. They jump Styles and say that they are not only Undisputed, but they are here to take over. Mm -hmm. This gets a four out of four on the booking meter. Mm -hmm. Nice, 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 nice. Next up, a triple threat match. Survivor Series qualifying match. Bailey, Sarah Logan, and Liv Morgan. All about second chances here. Bailey picks up the win with Nia Jax helping her out to even the odds against the Country Club's double teaming tactics. The Excitrometer. Gets a one out of four here. No one was <laughs> no one was excited about this. Um, the bookie meter gets a split of one out of, one and three, so it gets a two. Okay. We need to do something with our women's division. No one's excited for it anymore. Our women's division sucks. So I hate to say that. We need to fix but it. it. Needs, we need a real reboot out of. I'm telling you, out of Survivor I think Series. After, we'll I think after reboot. Survivor Series, we yeah. After Survivor Series, we need some new storylines. And finally, in a Survivor Series qualifying match, Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Seth Rollins picking up the win here and moving on to compete for the men. For the men, I don't know. For SmackDown Live, in the men's Survivor mm. Series team, this earned a four out of four on the Excitrometer. And a 3.5 on the booking meter. Neat. So, it, honestly, though, did anything... Did any match live up to its expectations? Uh, I don't think so. I think English and Elias was the only one that met it. And... Mm. Bailey And the, the Bailey Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan one is the only one that beat it. So maybe Bailey is a draw. <laughs> I guess. Is that, oh, this is better than expected. Everyone else was like, oh, this is okay. This was a little bit less. Very, very interesting. Well, that all happened last week. Let's go find out what's happening this week on our Go Home episode for Survivor Series. Our Survivor Series special bonus pay-per-view episode is taking place November 4th. So stay tuned for that. Check your local listings, which include just your phone uh to see when that uploads uh and that'll be november 4th um and we have to have a go home episode to get to there uh, we already have 
some matches picked out, which include a second chance fatal four-way Survivor Series qualifying match of Shinsuke Nakamura, Finn Balor, The Miz, and Dan Bryan. Mm-hmm. What a match lineup. We also did not advertise it, but you and I both know that we have the thought of a match, Survivor Series qualifying match for the women, Tamina versus Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair, who is returning. returning from her for, from her suspension. She is now back to compete. So we have to then figure out where we're going to put that match. Um, I guess let's place these two matches in our card, Mikey, mm-hmm. and figure out what we're going to do. I also have an idea for another match. Um, Ooh. I was thinking... Hit me with that instead. I... Okay, so I was thinking... Well, not like another match, like an, like an addition, like plus our two matches that we have already. Well, yeah, of course. Um, I was thinking either a big eight-man tag match with Undisputed Era versus The Bar, AJ, and Rollins, or a triple threat with three of the Undisputed Era, The Bar, and AJ Styles. Wow. Wow. Wowza babowza. Uh, oh my gosh, that's great. Um, which one? Which one? Which one is works? I think the tri- okay. So I I think the the eight way would be a cooler draw, but I think the triple threat the the six man makes more sense because mm-hmm. last week the undisputed era didn't get involved with Seth Rollins in any way, just with AJ in the bar. So yes. I think that it, it's the, it's starting to look like their beef is with Styles. I think the six man tag match would make more sense. Certainly, Seth Rollins has beef with them, but it looks like Undisputed don't really have beef with Rollins. That's they want to go after that title. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. I like that. Um, where is that on our card then? I like that six. I like the six man. I like definitely like the six man more. Yeah, I think it makes much more sense than the eight man. Um. Yeah. I don't know. We have two very – we have three potential main events here. Ooh, man. We got three potential main events. Um, It's also the go-home episode, so, like, figuring out which one is a good closer to again go to Survivor Series is a big thought process there. Then, then it might just be the, the qualifying match, right? Certainly maybe. Certainly, possibly, or the fatal forward qualifying match. I don't know. Either it'll be probably one of the qualifying matches. I assume if we're trying to build to if we're building to Survivor Series, which we are because it's go home show. Interesting, interesting. So we have this Tamina Charlotte Flair Survivor Series qualifying match, this fatal four way Survivor Series qualifying match, the six man tag match of the Bar and Styles versus Undisputed Era. Hmm. Where do we place these? Oh boy, um, I don't, I just don't I just don't rightly know. Uh, I just don't rightly. Know. AJ, get out! <laughs> Not again. He's, He's back. back. I'm just saying. I don't. I just don't rightly know. I was I was looking through my crawl space the other day, and then uh, I I found a bunch of crawl daddies, and then I just ate them up while I was sitting in my house in Gainesville, Georgia, and then uh. And then uh, AJ, leave. We're trying to. F- this is hard to figure out. AJ, 
have Jesus. a bunch of craw daddies. I mean, you, you don't, do you book, AJ? I mean, I don't really, I don't, uh, y'all, y'all, I don't really book. I'm just the champion. Yeah, we're trying to book what happens with your championship, AJ. Ugh, Jesus. So annoying sometimes. Definitely. It's like, jeez. Um, hmm. Who is on there? Who's, who's on our men's team? We got, um, Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre. Um, uh, who else? Who else? Who else is in this? Who, who else is in this gosh dang thing? Oh, uh, we have Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, and Rusev. And Rusev. I'm trying to think. What, what would be a good, what would be a show closer going into Survivor Series? That's my thought process right now, and then try to think of something working back. I think finding out who the last man on the team is would be good. Also, that Fatal 4-Way is just sick. Yeah, I think when it comes to deciding whether or not it's the women's match or the men's match, part of me wants to do the men's match simply because it's a fatal four-way mm-hmm. and not a singles one-on-one. Granted, the singles one-on-one will have two returning people yeah. in it, um, which is also exciting. I think maybe that's the show opener. Yeah, that would be cool. If anything, that's the show mm-hmm. opener. Not the show opener segment, but match I, I got you. I got you. <laughs> and then this, the Fatal 4-Way is main event. Mm-hmm. Okay, then let's do that. Let us do that. Then I imagine the show opener would be, figuring out, would be maybe the country club complaining about not having a match. Or, like, there's only one spot left, and they're the only people left on this roster. I mean, besides besides Carmella, I guess. Oh shit! Do we have to squeeze? Carmella didn't get a qualifying match either. No, but she's fine. <laughs> she can complain about it on social media. Uh, yikes! Yikes! Um, I feel like the I feel like the well, I also feel like the bigger story is the Country Club complaining about them not being in the Survivor Series match. Yeah, and they're like, we're the only two left. There's one spot left. We'll just have a match right now and figure that out. Yes. And Paige comes out and be like, ooh, sorry, guys. You had your second chance last week, and none of you made it, so you're no longer eligible to be in this Survivor Series match. Yeah, like, like you guys are out. You got double limbed. However, I do have two women that are eligible, and two women that we haven't seen in a while. And then you hit, um, and then Tamina's music hits, and every, the crowd hopefully pops. <laughs> the crowd is confused about whether or not they need a pop. <laughs> Crowd's um, like, "Woo!" <laughs> and she's like, and Paige is like, "Save those woos." Next <laughs> <Yeah>. up, <laughs> next up is, and then Charlotte Flair music hits. Yeah. Um, and then we get a match, a very quick show opener, but I, I think it is. I think it does work. Yeah. Um, and then we have a match, Survivor Series qualifying match of Tamina versus Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. Um, who wins here? Which returning superstar wins? Now let's look let's look at who is on our team so far. We got Nia Jax. We have Bailey. We got Nikki Bella. We have Lana. Oh, f- 
I forgot we had Nikki Bella on the team. Yep, we got Nikki Bella in there. Who goes on the Survivor Series team? Um, Part of me feels like it's Charlotte Flair. Not only because of the name, but we're also the fact that Nia Jack is already like a big powerhouse. I must say, we already have our powerhouse in Nia Jax. Charlotte Flair would get some of that technical feel. Yeah, I think I think Charlotte Flair wins. I think it just makes the most sense. I completely agree. If Charlotte Flair wins. Uh, how did she win? Uh, I don't know. Figure eight. Natural selection. <laughs> What'd you say? I said natural selection. You know that move that she does? Oh, I thought you said her, with her reflection, and I was like, interesting. No, natural selection. <laughs> An interesting <laughs> tactic to win a match. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Uh, and Charlotte Flair picks up the win here. I, I like mm. it. I like it. Um, in our main event, we'll have this fatal four-way match. Uh, and we also have this six-man tag to put somewhere. When we come back... We'll figure out the ending of this fatal four-way match and what we'll have going into Survivor Series, and we'll also place this six-man tag somewhere. We'll do that all when we are back. Okay, and we are back. Uh, we have our show opener. We have our match one. We even have our main event, Mikey, but we need to book how that main event is happening. Mm-hmm. Shinsuke Nakamura, Finn Balor, The Miz, Dan Bryan. I imagine in the match, Dan Bryan's going to focus on The Miz. Finn Balor and or Shinsuke is going to focus on Finn Balor. I agree. Uh, I, I imagine we're going to get a lot of that situation happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the idea of who winning wins this i i also feel like there's a cool little standoff moment between finn balor and dan bryan because i don't think they've wrestled yet they have not no shinsuke has shinsuke and dan bryan wrestled has have that has that happened i don't know no not in, i mean unless they've done it no i don't think that's happened either dan bryan versus shinsuke has not happened nor is dan bryan versus finn balor he's not wrestled a lot of people um, I guess he was injured for a while. Um, this is a neat fatal four-way, huh? Yeah, this is a neat fatal four-way. I think we get some cool matchups of Dan Bryan versus Nakamura and Dan Bryan versus Balor. But all in all, who picks up the win? Who will be joining Kevin Owens, Rusev, Drew McIntyre, and Seth Rollins? Um, oh, that's hard. It's a tough one, knowing that one of these people would not be on our pay-per-view. <laughs> now, a way to get around that, however, is the fact that we do have one um, single SmackDown match that we can do. Yeah. Um, oof, we do have it. Um, it at one point, it was going to be singing tag team versus Rusev and mystery partner. Uh, but Rusev is on the t- Survivor Series team. That doesn't seem like that's going to happen. I think it should be Ms. Daniel Bryan then, right? A Ms. Dan Dan Bryan one-on-one match. So maybe it sounds like then the Miz 
cost Dan Bryan this match somehow. Dan Bryan's about to pin the Miz and Mike Kanellis breaks it up. Ooh, Mike it's Kanellis. a fatal, fatal four-way, no TQ. That is true. That is true. And then I think they just beat him down, maybe. They beat him down, then Finn Balor and Shinsuke come in the ring and, like, I don't know, get rid of Miz and Mike Kanellis. I was going to say that the Miz and Mike Kanellis... I was going to say the Miz and Mike Kanellis beat up Dan Bryan. Finn Balor looks to help, but what stops him? A Kinshasa? No, a low blow. <laughs> a low blow from Nakamura. Okay, okay. I was going to say Nakamura and a- and Balor both kind of get in the ring and then just get rid of them, get rid of Miz and... And then they have a nice uh, Nakamura Balor fight, but I like that. I think I like your thing better. Uh, we can't forget Nakamura is a heel. Would he? Would he want to kick out Dan? Br- not Dan Bryan. Uh, uh, Miz and Canellis. And you probably want to kick out. He probably want to kick out Canellis because it does hurt his chances of winning either way if he's a face or a heel. Good point. Uh, but I, I, I say he low blows Finn Balor and Shinsuke Nakamura wins. Well, he low blows Finn Balor, but then what about Miz and Mike Kanellis? Oh, in my head, they're beating up Dan Bryan outside the ring. Interesting. They're just so enraptured with Dan Bryan that they don't even realize. I think, okay, then maybe it's like sort of like somewhat comedic where it's like low blow, Shinsuke is going for the pin, the Miz and Kanellis see it, the Miz starts running in, but he doesn't make it in time. Hmm... Like I like, All I'm I don't saying know. Is I feel it, like it Dan Bryan's going through with, with Miz and how I feel like he wouldn't. I feel like he wouldn't be so enraptured in beating up somebody that he would forget about the match. Yes, but beating up Dan Bryan, I guess so. Would he be? I I agree with you. I don't know if he'd necessarily be so enraptured with beating down someone when he loses the match, but the fact that it's Dan Bryan throws a little wrinkle in that argument for me. Maybe maybe Dan Bryan fights back a little bit. Ooh. You know. I like, like it. They, he like they back. start beating it like they start beating him up and then like maybe he gets up and throws Canellis into the ring steps and then Miz and Daniel Bryan are just fighting outside. All I'm saying is someone's gotta go through that announce table. I, w- I was gonna say barrier, but okay. Oh, I like a barrier smash out too. Dan Bryan like throws like spears Miz through the barrier or like does like a running knee oh running knee would be beautiful and they both just kind of go over <gasps> like like a running knee he jumps up and they both spill over the barrier i love it and then i we love are, it we are left with uh finn balor and nakamura in the ring and nakamura lobos balor into a kinshasa and wins i like it i like it i like it all Shinsuke Nakamura wins. Yeah, in the chaos. In the chaos, Nakamura picks up the win and pins Balor. Nakamura has not, to my knowledge, has not been winning as of late. Mm-mm. He has been on quite the losing streak. Can we have, after this main event, can we have Captain KO come out and like raise his hand? Oh, <laughs> yes, we can. Yeah, I uh, Just like I, the final I, person on the team, it's like, he did it. It's him. Now And then yeah. like... The full SmackDown team comes out, and they're like, what's up? 
And they're all and what and it's just staring down each other. Like the other like the other four come in the ring and they just like the other four come in the ring and they're like Captain KO raises Nakamura's hand and then they're like <laughs> Yeah, maybe they like all stare each other down a little bit or like do like some pose at the end, I don't know. It might be a stare down because Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, and Kevin Owens have some history. Rusev is there. <laughs> <laughs> Rusev is there. Nakamura is a thing. Nakamura has been on, like, like I said, Nakamura's been Nakamura ever since he started wrestling on our show. He's one in four. Yikes! He's lost four matches. Finn Balor's three and three, but Nakamura has won a one match. Yikes! Let's let's give him a little bit more. I agree. He needs he needs a little bit more of a push here. I had the thought of the you know how so you know Mikey that I haven't said this on the show but you know how I have like wrestler stats and like a leaderboard. Yeah. I had the thought the other day of like rele- making and releasing like a top five, bottom five thing. Hmm. Like who's currently our top five? Yep. Because some of it is very interesting. Like, fun fact: Do you know that in our leader, according to our leaderboard, Mike Kanellis is six on it, number six. Damn, dude. Mike Kanellis is three and zero. Oh. Damn, dude. Fun fact: Do you know that Dan Bryan is zero oh and two, and has never won a match since being here? Well, bummer. <laughs> yeah, bummer for him, but he is in the bottom five. Fuck. <laughs> But that isn't, that's fine. He's uh, we can be underdog. Um, he, uh, so yeah, um, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura wins following the match. Um, Captain Ko and the rest of the team come out. Captain Ko raises his hand, and I think there's some stare downs happening between everyone. Not mm-hmm. sure whether or not to trust everyone. Um, and we're left with thinking like, can this SmackDown Live team coexist this Sunday at Survivor Series? Order WWE Network only nine ninety nine a month right now and to see it with our off free month offer code for new subscribers. Uh, yeah, and then that's that's the closer. That's the closing of the show. Yep. I like it. Um, we also have the six man tag we want to place in here, Mikey. Where do, any thoughts on where to place that? Maybe like match three. Okay, match three, the bar, and AJ Styles. The bar is always, versus... like, straight in the middle of the card, huh? Yep. The bar always ends up being, like, right in the middle. Yep. They're all, they're usually match three. Match two uh, or match three, yeah. The bar, AJ Styles versus Undisputed Era. Which which member of the Undisputed Era is sitting out? My guess is either Adam Cole or Roderick Strong. I don't know, because I was going to say Bobby Fish, because... um. Roger Strong and Kylo Roger Strong and Kyle O'Reilly were the ones watching the bar last week. I thought it was Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. What I thought it was Roger Strong and Bobby Fish and Adam Cole attacked um AJ. I have written down Bobby Fish. Unless we said it in the podcast, I don't remember if we did. <laughs> I oh shit. I thought it was Roger Strong and Kyle O'Reilly were the ones watching. Eek. Um Let's just have Adam Cole on the sidelines. That would that would be swerve. I Let's mean, Adam, Adam be... Cole attacked uh, AJ, right? Basically, so I feel like he might be in it. 
Well, Adam Cole and I mean that's what like the real beef is, right? Yeah. Yeah, Adam but Cole it was like at, at, the people that jumped AJ Styles last week was Adam Cole and whatever that other member of Undisputed Era was. Either Bobby Fish Either. or Roderick Strong, we're not sure. Yeah. So, I mean, if we let's just make, can we just have Adam Cole on the sidelines just to solve that situation? Sure. Because then it's Bobby Fish, Roderick Strong, and Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly all in the match. God damn, I wish I remembered. Mm-hmm. Me too. Well, who? Let's pick someone. Let's we, we gotta pick someone. Well, let's just have Kyle Riley sit out. I think it should be Roger Strong or Bobby Fish should sit out because Kyle Riley because we know Kyle Riley was definitely watching the bar last week, and we know Adam Cole definitely jumped AJ Styles last so week. So I think it has to be Kyle Riley, Adam Cole, and somebody else in the match. I think let's let's do Bobby Fish because he just came back. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Bobby Fish is in the match. Fish. O'Reilly. Let's do like OG Undisputed Era. Oh, OG Undisputed Era. I like it. Um, Bar AJ Styles versus Undisputed Era. Okay, who wins this match? Uh, Undisputed Era. Ooh, Undisputed Era pick up the win against champions who mm-hmm. are going into Survivor Series. Here's here's how I see it happening. So, AJ is going for. The phenomenal forearm on one of the one of on Adam Cole, and while he's about to go up, Kyle O'Reilly like starts to get in the ring to distract the ref, and as he's distracting the ref, uh, Roderick Strong pulls AJ's feet out from under him, and then throws him back in the ring, and he gets Adam Cole super kicked. Oh, into whatever Adam Cole's finisher is, I forgot. I think the knee, right? Yes, the curtain curtain call. Last shot? I think it's last shot. Oh, the last shot. That's it. The last shot. Essentially just a shining wizard to the nog. Yeah. Are we saying Adam Cole, not necessarily clean, but sort of cleanly pins the WWE champion AJ Styles? Yes. Wow. Wow. Push it up to the fucking moon. Let's do it. Like, I think you're being a little biased here. No, shut up. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm besides not, I'm me not biased, feeling you're biased, you're just a little, just a just a teeny teensy bit. Okay, so maybe we don't do that. I no, I do agree. I do think Undisputed Era should pick up the win here. If the whole idea is us saying that they are a force to be reckoned with, because I just I just think the the outside person should definitely be like Roderick Strong should definitely help them pick up the win from the outside. You know? Oh, of course, of course. I think they need to win uh, via some heel tactics here. Yes. Of course. Um Cole pins Styles. Wow. What a what a type. Um no, I do, yeah, I undisputed era need to look like a dominant faction here. So do we maybe want to not have Cole pin Styles and just have him like in go into like a official Riley like tag team finisher, maybe? No, it's fine. I'm fine with that. Okay. Because uh, I'm fine with that. It's still it's still like a double team sort of situation with Roger Strong mm-hmm. being involved. Yeah. I'm completely fine with it. Undisputed Era pick up the win against the Bar and AJ Styles, who have now taken a loss going into Survivor Series. How will they how will they be mentally there against Dean Ambrose and the club? Oh, the club, interesting. 
Interesting that they're feuding of Undisputed Era and about to have a match of the club. Yep. Okay, well, then besides all that, we got two other matches to play here. Part of me thinks we will ha- should lose one of these matches because we got a fatal four-way and a six-man tag and all this stuff. Hmm. But uh, let's see what else we got in our brains. So we're setting up. We got to maybe set up a maybe. Honestly, I feel like there's a backstage segment with Becky Lynch in some capacity. And we got to do something of Rey Mysterio, probably. Almost definitely. Yeah, I was thinking Rey Mysterio match and possibly a Becky Lynch match. And possibly a. Mm, interesting. Well, I don't know who it would be against. I don't know, man. Yeah, you're right. I don't. I have no idea. Um, let uh, let well, let's do this Rey Mysterio match. I think we're both in agreement. Rey Mysterio match. Mm-hmm. Who is he facing? We got free heels. We got some heels that he could face. We got Kevin Owens, maybe Elias in English, Drew McIntyre, Mojo Rawley, Mike Kanellis, or we got some other faces he could face including, but not limited to, Rusev, Bray Wyatt, and that's it. We haven't had a weird thing happen to Bray Wyatt in a while, also. No, we have not. <laughs> in the in the time... We kind of forgot about of that this... storyline. A little bit. In the timeline of this thing, like, a month ago, month and a half ago, Bray Wyatt had a weird, spooky thing happening to him. And he just never... He never appeared again. Oh no! It was actually show number three, so this that would have been three weeks ago, and we never saw him again. <laughs> three weeks ago, a spooky thing happened to Bray Wyatt, and ever since, nothing's been happening with it. We could have a Rey Mysterio Bray Wyatt match. Yeah, what an interesting lineup of people! Like what? <laughs> like what a have a have a spooky thing happen to Bray Wyatt or something. Uh, okay, then what's the spooky thing that happens to Bray, Bray Wyatt? I don't know, I think it should happen post-match, though. I don't uh, think it should help Bray Mysterio win the match, because I feel like that fe- that feels a little heelish. Yes. They were saying Bray Mysterio... Like, it should happen pre or po- pre and or post-match. I think post. Um, uh, so Bray Mysterio is picking up the win? Yeah. Okay, easy peasy. What, what spooky thing happens to Bray Wyatt afterwards in the match? Hmm. How is... Alleged, I guess, Sister Abigail trying to come back into his life. Before, we had uh, lights cutting out and the lantern and rocking chair sitting at the end of the ramp. Um, sort of rocking back and forth. We could easily do that again. We could. I was thinking... Okay, so here's what I was thinking. Okay. Lights go... Uh, lights go out again. But this time... Like let's say let's say like Bray is like kneeling in the middle of the ring like after he got beat by Rey Mysterio and he's like all upset and he's like pissed off, and he stands up like to go leave and the lights cut out. Okay. And then they come back on, and what's at Bray's feet? Two white sheet masks and one black sheet mask. Whoa! It's like the Wyatt, like the old Wyatt family masks. Whoa! Wow! Wow! Just like. Just like the masks of uh, Harper, Rowan, and Strowman, right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. Is the potential Wyatt family reuniting? Or is it just Sister God. Abigail doing mind tricks? 
Who knows, man? I guess we should edit, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I like that. I like that idea for Bray Wyatt. Uh, lights come out and lights come back on, and we got three sheep masks right in front of him. I imagine he picks mm-hmm. up one of them, picks up the white one. He picks. And I think he picks up the one right in the middle. I think he picks up the black sheep mask. Ooh, spook- even spookier. He just. I think he just looks at it confused. I guess maybe he's just like like. Or maybe he sees them and he gets like kind of stunned a little bit, like whoa. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like what is what is past. what is Bray Wyatt's reaction? He was stunned. I the feel first like it's time. just. I feel like it's just like shock. You know. Yeah. More than like stunned. Like he's just kind of standing there, like oh shit, like oh damn, those are there, huh? I like that. I like what we're doing with this character for Bray Wyatt. Like he is a guy, that, a very spooky, creepy guy that does scare a lot of people. But right now he is being scared by a, a an old demon. Mm-hmm. He's the he's the one being tortured and terrified and like terrified. I do like that dynamic we're giving him. Man, I like that a lot. Okay, yeah. Um, and then and then I guess and then yeah, then we cut to commercial or whatever, <laughs> and that's that. Mm. Or we cut to some sort of backstage segment with Becky Lynch. With Becky Lynch, uh, ooh, can it be Becky? Lin- can it? Can it be Becky Lynch meeting Charlotte Flair backstage, like running into Charlotte backstage? I like it. I like, like it. after her match, like after her match, like Charlotte goes backstage and runs into Becky. I like it. Um, backstage segment with, with, with all those people. Oh, I gotta figure out how to move these things again. My nemesis. Okay, backstage segment. I think. It, I think it's after. Charlotte's match, right? So then maybe this should be like after. I don't know. What do you think? I'm just gonna write it down. And I'll move it later. <laughs> okay. I feel like it would make more sense if it happened after Charlotte's match. Like she walks to the back, and it's just like, oh, Becky's there. They stare each other down. I imagine words are exchanged. What are those words? Ooh, or it could be like an interview, and like if you could put it right here, if it's like an interview, and they're like, Charlotte, how do you feel about being back and being on the Survivor Series team? And then Becky comes up, and she's like. Ma, I'm the queen now, blah, 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 whatever. When did Becky Lynch become a 1940s mobster? Listen. We don't write promos here. But we do accents. <laughs> we do bad accents. That's what we do. Hey, that's I... Our we- that's our wheelhouse. All I know is I I don't have many accents. Like, I'm not... I don't have a... a, 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 a sort of like a Spanish... I don't... I can't do a Spanish accent... I can't do like a nor'eastern accent. I can't do a Georgian accent. Like I, I but know you I can't sure do it. I'm, I'm really bad at accents, and I've, I've never done an accent on, I believe, on this podcast. <laughs> no, never. No, I've never, I've never done it. I've no. never done a single accent. Of course not, Mike. Mike, you're the king of the accents here. <laughs> sure. Uh, okay, backstage segment. Um, Flair is being interviewed. Asked. Asked what's it like being back. Um, yeah, she's interrupted by Lynch, who says, "Welcome back, bitch." <laughs> That's it. She just says, "Welcome back, bitch," and leaves. That's all she says. God, that's all she says. <laughs> Uh, she. I, I would assume she probably brings up something about Charlotte doing drugs. 
<laughs> Heard you were hanging out with Matt Riddle. <laughs> so it's nat- natural selection, huh? Uh, you're not all that natural, are you? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Lynch welcome. Let's just say Lynch welcomes back Charlotte, and it's like, look, look who's dominating the women's division. Blah blah blah. I'm gonna say who welcomes back Charlotte sarcastically. Definitely. <laughs> she welcomes back Flair with a sarcastic one-liner. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Okay, well, we do have another match spot. We can decide to put it in here or not. Um, I don't know what it would be uh, if it was anything. I don't know, man. Uh, shit. I don't know. Um, it doesn't have to be anything. What about a what about a backstage segment interviewing Captain Ko and his team mem- members? I like it. And then like during the during the fatal four way you can have cuts to them like backstage all watching the match. Yeah. Yeah, backstage. At a weird side angle. Captain KO and his team, team members. That like everyone's like everyone thinks they're like everyone wants to be in charge, but Ke- like Kevin Owens just keeps being like, I was the first one here, it's my team. Yeah, oh no, Captain KO is definitely like like overdoing like he's just like this I deserve this. This is my show. This is my thing. This is my team. This is my team. This isn't Team SmackDown, it's Team KO. We're representing KO here. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. Uh does anything happen? I think if, is does anything really happen? Um probably not. I think I think they're just saying like how no matter who, no matter who wins this fatal four way match, they're gonna dominate the Raw team. Blah blah blah. We're gonna win. SmackDown's gonna be the best. Cap- team KO is gonna win. And I and I, Captain KO, will lead them to victory. Yeah, I like to think that they're at the end of this. Just to tease a little bit of stuff, I do think that there's some sort of stare down between McIntyre and Rollins. Yeah. Just like the whole time uh, in the background, they're just staring at each other while Ken Owens is talking. Yeah. yeah Kevin yeah. Owens is being interviewed, and there's in the background, you see Seth and McIntyre just, like, death glaring each other. Just giving each other a death glare. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Honestly, so we could we could move the Flair. Right now we have the Charlotte Flair match followed up by the Captain KO segment. We could switch out the Flair being interviewed segment, but honestly, I like where it is. Mm-hmm. I like how it's later in the show. Me too. Um, honestly, I like this. I like the I like this show a lot. I like the show a lot. Yeah, I can't me wait too. for I think it's a good show. I can't wait for it all to be ruined immediately in our next segment. Oh fuck the randomizer! The randomizer. We here at Hit the Books want to replicate the anything can happen mentality of WWE. So we have a thing that randomly adds. I don't know, injuries, wellness policy violations, um, NXT call-ups, heel turns, face turns, anything could happen. Uh, Mikey, whose turn is it? I always don't remember. I think it's your turn, because last week I got the botch match ending. Oh, you did. 
Oh, you did. So I will randomize it. I've hit the randomizer. I am legitimately terrified about what this outcome could be. I hate it when we have a good show that we both like, and then it's like, oh, yeah, randomizer's turn to, to mess right, with it all. Right, right. All right, Vince, scrap the whole show. Do it. <laughs> oh, no. What happened? <laughs> no. We got another wellness policy violation. Oh, God damn it! Come on. Oh, no. Right before Survivor Series? Right? Now, we'll Come do the same on. thing we did. We'll do the same thing we did last week where it's like, um, we'll decide whether or not this is before or after this show with a f- coin flip. I guess I can flip a coin right now. Hail, het, hails. Heads is before the show, Tails is after this episode of SmackDown. Okay? Okay. Please be Tails, please be Tails, please be Tails, please be Tails. Heads, okay. This happened before SmackDown Live, this episode. Wonderful. Um, Is Charlotte Flair immune from this? Probably. Yeah. Since this is like... Yeah. She would be back. She, she just came back and then got another one. Yeah, that would be ridiculous. Yeah, no, she. Yeah, Charlotte Flair is off the list here. So, how many people are on this roster again? I, how did we do it last time? I believe it was we just went down this. Did we do all the men first and then the women's, or was it just down this one column that we have? Oh, jeez, I. I, I believe know. it was just down the one column, like it was down, it was column by column. Mm-hmm. Um, let me quickly count up the roster. Me- roster members here to figure out. I'm going to include Nikki Bella in this because she does have a match this Sunday. Yep. So let me count this up real quick. 41, 42, 43, 44. Oh my god, please don't be Undisputed Era. Please don't be anyone from Undisputed Era. Roll a D44. Oh, I'm so terrified. I'm rolling it. I'm rolling it. Please be oh, somebody useless. Please be somebody useless. <laughs> 13. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Trout Flair's immune. 9. Whoops. 9, 10, 11. It's one of our men's teams. No, don't be Captain KO. 12, 13. It's Captain, Captain KO. KO. Great. <laughs> Great. It's our fucking Survivor Series team captain. Uh, I had felt I had plans for him too after Survivor Series. <laughs> we weren't using him enough, so I thought to give him. So I had some plans for him. God damn it! Oh my god. Shit. Oh my god. Wow. Oh my god. Thanks, Randomizer. I guess we got Undisputed Era now that now they're like, alright. <laughs> you got your one good Randomizer's like, you got your one good one. I'm done. Oh my god. Captain K it's okay. So we lose our backstage segment with Captain KO. Right off the bat. And we need Another qualifying match is what we need. We need a new captain. We need a new. We need another person on the team. So this fatal four-way should split into two individual Survivor Series second chance matches. 
Yes. And we have to get rid of a match then. What do you mean? We have to get rid of a match or a segment to fit that in, right? Because then we were making well, one match, two matches. No, I mean, well, if we're making... No, we already have... No, we only have four matches. Oh, yeah, you're right. And then we could just cut the, the Captain KO promo, and then we have another match there. Yeah. Okay. So um, so maybe we do, like, e- Shinsuke... My easy answer... Yeah, go on. I was thinking Shin- Shinsuke, Dan Bryan, and Finn Balor in The Miz. Exactly. <laughs> okay, cool. And then have Miz uh, and Dan Bryan both lose, so we could have the Miz-Dan Bryan match at Survivor Series. Yep. Neato. <laughs> I'm not saying that's an easy solution. Uh, but uh, that's what we're doing. Who's taking over Captain KO's role? Who's going to be the new captain? I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> no. Um, McIntyre, probably. McIntyre or Rollins is like the best two people on that team, I think. Yeah. So Jeez. then I then I think the bar AJ Styles and Undisputed Era is our main event. Yeah, especially with Adam Cole picking up the win here. Yeah, like with that happening, it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna also gonna move this match Rey Mysterio match up to separate those qualifying matches a little bit. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. Um. So the Miz and Finn Balor win. That's cool. Finn Balor's on the pay-per-view now. Finn Balor and Nakamura did. My God. In light of Captain KO getting suspended. Oh, my God. I can't believe the... what. It, who's doing drugs in our locker room? I want to find them. Who's Matt Riddle, ever since we signed him, he has been, he's been dealing pot to everyone... God damn it. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, no, yikes. Look at that big old look at that big old suspended in our in our thing. Hooray. Oh my god. Seventeen. Seventeen. Jesus Christ. Okay, well. Okay, well then how does this Miz Finn Balor match end? Finn Balor wins. Does he just win straight up? I feel like um Mike Kanellis tries to get involved. And Dan Bryan stops him. Yeah. And then that's how Dan Bryan loses. Yeah, tries to get involved. And Bryan stops him. And Finn Balor picks up the win. Later in the show, Dan Bryan is going for it. Um, They get involved somehow. The referee is distracted. Maybe Kanellis comes out. The referee tries to stop him. The Miz jumps Dan Bryan. Yeah. Canales comes out. Ref tries to stop him because he did the same thing earlier. Uh, the Miz. I think the Miz. What if that the Miz hits a skull crushing finale on Dan Bryan? Mm-hmm. Just like a quick skull crushing finale, and he rolls out. Yeah. Then. Then, uh, then, uh, Kinshasa, one Kinshasa later. One Kinshasa later. Uh, Nakamura's going to Survivor Series. Love it. Oh my god. Hate it, but love it, I guess. And that's, honestly, that's still a good show. Yeah. 
It's still it's still pretty That's it's still pretty, pretty solid. For what happened, it's still pretty solid. It's, yeah, for what happened, it's still a pretty solid mm-hmm. ending. I feel. Oh my god, we all the merch we could have sold with Captain Ko. All the Captain Ko merch potential was so good. Oh man, I'm in mourning now. Yeah. Oh my god, second a second suspension. Second suspension. We need to get these drugs out of our locker room. <laughs> we gotta figure out how to get these gosh dang drugs out of our gosh dang locker room. Oh my god, I am I am getting deflated. Well, oh my, that's thank you all for listening to Hit the Books and staying with us throughout our two wellness policy. Two wellness policy. But as soon as Flair comes back, Owens is gone. Oh my god, bummer. For more wrestling fun, follow us on Twitter at Hit the Books Pod. We live tweet SmackDown Live. We also have uh, Excitra polls and results booking polls that you've totally heard in this beginning of the show. Vote knows every Monday and Wednesday. Um, I like to imagine what our the Monday poll would be because like you'll see it and they'll be like, oh, there's two men's Survivor Series qualifying matches. I wonder if it's like as a public member viewing that poll being like, why are there two? Shouldn't there, this be the last one? Why are there two? Oh, oh shit, something happened. And then yeah. finding out finding out on Tuesday, oh, crap, Kevin Owens got suspended. Oh, crap, Kevin Owens was doing them drugs. Yeah, so uh, follow us on Twitter at HitTheBooksPod. If you have any ideas to include into our randomizer, either to help or hurt us, tweet them all at HitTheBooksPod, and we'll put them into our list um, you can also go to itunes and leave us a review a little five meatball review on itunes that really helps our show out a lot those five spicy meatballs the please. spicier the review the better it'll be we're i mean we're definitely going to read it all uh on air if we have those reviews there so please go review the show and leave us a spicy meatball review if you please if you can if you must if we love you we definitely do Mm -hmm. we love you lots that is all for this week's episode until next time mikey my key to the city (laughs) it sounds like i'm saying my like i own it like it's my key to the city yep anyways we've got two words for you book it (laughs) you <laughs>